Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm so excited to share with you episode number 68 of our podcast. You're going to hear from Coach Logan Simmons. Logan's currently the quarterback coach, offensive coordinator at McGregor High School in the Temple, Texas area. He and his wife, Sarah, have been married for less than a year. They married last June 2018. He's an incredible young man, solid man of faith, high character, passion for coaching, passion for leading kids and pointing them to Christ. I can't wait for you to hear from from him, so let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Coach Simmons. I appreciate you having me. You bet. So I always like to start off the these uh, conversations with a little bit of background information so listeners can kind of get a little familiar with you. So if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you grew up, a little bit about your family growing up and your family today. Sure. I, uh, I was born and raised in Temple, Texas. Um, I actually went to high school at Little River Academy High School uh, there in Little River, Texas, about 10 miles uh, from Temple, a little small town. Um I grew up, you know, single parent household, and my mom raising me and my my younger sister. Um, went to Texas State after after college. I went to Blaine for a semester, and then went to Austin Community College for about a year and a half, and then made me go to Texas State. And once I graduated from there, I got my got my degree and got my teacher certifications, and now I'm here teaching and coaching, and then. Uh, I actually got married back in June to my to my wife Sarah. Okay, so uh, married less than a year. Yes, sir. That's awesome. So that's a lot of uh, transitions this year with uh, newly married, first year coaching. That's a lot going on. Oh yeah. So you you mentioned being raised by a, in a single parent home. Um, did you did you grow up in a family of faith? And then at what point? Did you realize that you know what I need a personal relationship with Jesus? Yeah, I, I grew up in a family of faith. My, uh, you know, my grandparents are highly involved in their church. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom did a good job of, um, you know, making us making us, you know, go to church and, and be involved with that. And uh, my granddad actually preaches and um, is an ordained minister and actually runs the Sunday school classes at his church um, now. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I really I grew up, you know, kind of knowing the importance, the importance of God, and, um, you know, and knowing having Jesus as your Savior. So I kind of, I guess I was more blessed than others in, in some areas, you know, getting to um, experience that at a younger mm-hmm. age. Um, so I was saved when I was about eight years old, and, um, you know, it's been a been a rocky journey ever since, but um, it's it's definitely been a been a great ride. That's awesome. So did did you play a lot of sports growing up? I did. Did you did you focus on one as you got older, or were just one of those since you're in a small town, play them all? Yeah, I was kind of small town, play them all. Um, <laughs> you know, during the fall, you know, there was a couple of years I'd run cross country and play football. Um, there were some years I just played football, and then you know you get to get to winter, and I would. Uh, you know, I'd have basketball mm-hmm. and, and powerlifting, and then I actually played ice hockey. Uh, oh, wow. Here here in Felton and then and then in Austin. And then, uh, you know, I get to spring, and I you know, had everything there from, um, you know, hockey continuing, and then I had baseball, and, and uh, tennis was a big one, golf. Um, and I ran, you know, ran track a little bit too. So 
it was kind of a whatever we had I was going to do it type thing uh so it was it was definitely a great experience and you know have, have shaped me along the years yeah absolutely so what point in and maybe it was not until you're in college but at what point did you decide that you wanted to pursue a career in coaching I would say in high school, um, there was you know, a time in high school when uh, you know, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I know I really wanted to coach. Um, like I said, you know, growing up, in a, growing up without a dad, you know, dad really around. We, um, you know, I, I read about coaches that, you know, were, the, were these role models and these father figures for kids. And, you know, I had great coaches as well. So all of that kind of shaped me um, to really want me to, you know, want me to coach and to be that role model, be that guy, um, be that, you know, that male Christian role model that, you know, many of our kids need. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was also a time when in high school when I was like, uh, you know, I want, I want money to be able to raise a family. So I kind of bounced, bounced back and forth between being a coach and then physician, physician's assistant. And then, uh, you know, I went back to a coach and then, you know, I decided actually in, uh, about the October before I graduated, I graduated, Texas State in May 2015. And that October, I decided I was going to go to law school. Uh, you know, I wanted, wanted mm-hmm. to be an attorney. I wanted to, you know, provide a, a great, um, you know, a great lifestyle for my family. And um, so I'd kind of, you know, set my teaching off aside to focus on that. And um, I, I'd worked these SCA camps here in the summer. And I did this uh, SCA leadership camp in, in Abilene in June. And that kind of really reminded me why I was getting into coaching in the first place. Uh, you know, a great reminder, a uh, great humbling experience. And so that really, you know, kind of put it back of, hey, this is what I want to do. Um, it's something that I, you know, first dreamed about when I was in high school and, you know, kind of worked towards all through college. You know, when, when other people were in college out doing stuff, having fun with their friends, I was, you know, trying to job shadow or, you know, work seven on sevens in the summer. Um, different things like that to, you know, to really build my career. And uh, so it's kind of been one of those things where I've really just something I've always wanted to do um, since high school. And I've kind of stuck to it um, with the exception of a couple of times, but uh, for the majority of it's been, you know, my passion and something that uh, and I felt like I was really called to do. Yeah, that's awesome. So I mentioned just a few moments ago, this is your first year. You're at McGregor High School, kind of Southwest – uh, of Waco so talk about your position there um, and then um, although it's your first year kind of talk about just what it's like to coach high school football in the state of Texas because um, a lot of people think football is big in their state but it, it truly is different here in Texas so talk about the pressures of coaching football um, in Texas sure so right now I'm the uh, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach here at McGregor. Um, also the uh, also the head girls track coach as well. Um, you know that they, they, they say everything's bigger, uh, everything's bigger in Texas. And you know when you when you talk about Texas high school football, that's that's the truth. Um, you know the the community and the you know the the support that they provide um, is unreal. It's unlike any any other state or any other sport. Um, you know, when, when you get schools that, the, you know, the last one out of town shuts the lights off on Friday night, um, you know, then you, you truly, but, you know, you truly know you're in something special. And, mm-hmm. 
So, you know, I've been fortunate to, uh, you know, I've been a few really good places, uh, you know, in, in my short career here and, um, uh, everywhere I've gone, it's, it's been, you know, um, a phenomenal experience. Um, you know, I've learned, learned a lot, but, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, Texas football really is, you know, Texas football. It's, uh, everybody, you know, really puts that pressure on, on to be successful and to win. And, uh, but that's, you know, part of what makes it great. Um, it's just, uh, just something unique that I don't think you can find anywhere else. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. I mean, just getting a taste of it here in the Dallas area, it, it really is like small college. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, over high school. So in your short journey, is there an athlete or two that you've coached just from a pure athletic standpoint that just really stood out to you? Or maybe it was working FCA camps or whatever, you know, wherever you, you know, you've worked with athletes. Is there one or two that just really stands out? Ooh, huh? There, there's been a few. Um, I've had, a, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be around a few that have, they're, uh, you know, just it's pretty, pretty good athletes that, um, you know, you kind of put them at. I had one kid when I was at Hillsboro, um, and we put that kid everywhere. He could play, you know, he could go in at running back, he could go in the slot, receiver, he could play quarterback, return kicks. I mean, he could do it all. Um, and then, you know, I've been fortunate enough too to, to have to coach against some really good athletes, uh, you know, two that for sure just stand out just from looking at them, you know, it was, um, a few years ago when I was, when I was at Swayto, we played, uh, JK Dobbins, who's now at Ohio state. Oh yeah. And then, uh, actually last year when I was at Flower Bluff, um, got to see BJ Foster who started as a freshman at UT this year. And, oh wow. Um, you know, seeing, seeing those two, uh, up, up close and up in that atmosphere is, um, it's something for sure. Uh, they they definitely do stand out. You can you can tell kind of from the pack, uh, you know who's who and and all that great stuff. Yeah, and then let me ask you from a different angle. Being a, a coach that's also a follower of Christ, is there an athlete that you've coached or or you've had um, been around that you've seen God use you in their life? not sure if there's any particular one that stands mm-hmm. out um you know like i said I, I think that um you know the kind of the the way my career started off and you know kind of where i've ended up you know was definitely uh you know all all god signs you know you know pointing me and uh i think one big thing that you know just kind of answer that question a little bit that um i started doing in spring ball uh with our other receivers coach last year was after each spring practice, we'd, you know, we'd huddle up with our position group and pray with them, um, you know, before we went out. And I, I got that from, uh, we went to University of Arkansas and saw their position coaches doing that. And, you know, mm. that was an idea that we really thought was, you know, incredible. So we kind of brought that back down and um, used that. And, and that was just a, you know, a neat way to, you know, share the faith with them, but also to pray over them and, and to, you know, create that bond, um, and like I said, you know, anytime we can witness to them and, and stuff like that, um, you know, you got to take full advantage of those opportunities. Have y'all experienced any resistance? Um, you know, praying with the with the with the position guys. Have any guys pushed back on that? No, we haven't. Um, you know, we, you know, we'll, we'll pray before games as well. Um, 
and things like that. And there's no one that is, you know, really, really pushed back or anything, which, you know, is always a great thing. Uh, oh yeah. Abs- everyone, yeah. That's good. You know, participates and, um, so it's, you know, it's been a good experience through, um, through every place, you know, getting, getting to do that. And, uh, you know, luckily there's not been any pushback, you know? Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Abs- yeah. That's good. Very good. Cause I mean, nowadays, um, in the public school system, I mean, you never know. It just takes one, you know, to kind of stand up and go, you know, to to resist and push back and can kind of can stop it for, um, for for everybody else. We've seen it at schools in this area where coaches can't do it anymore. I mean, students can, the athletes can can lead the prayer by position group, but um, coaches have kind of been pushed out of the circle in some schools. So that's good. So in in your short career, is there a, is there a greatest uh, memory or accomplishment so far? I've got a couple, I think, that would, uh, you know, that kind of measure up. Uh, you know, I was at Hillsboro a few years ago. We were we were part of the staff that was uh, the first team to play for district championships, I, I believe, 2001. So it had been 14, 15 years um, since they, you know, they don't play for district championships, so that was pretty cool to be a part of that. Yeah. And uh, last year, like I said, we uh, when I was at Flower Bluff, we went down to the we went to the third round, uh, went and played Angleton at uh, Texas State Stadium, and um, you know, anytime you win a playoff game is um, definitely a huge accomplishment. So you know, to have the chance to go to win two and go third round was uh, you know definitely great. I really enjoyed that ride for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of flipping the table a little bit, what's been maybe a greatest disappointment, or greatest challenge so far for you in your career? I think those probably those two losses in those mm. games were probably the probably the greatest disappointment. Uh, you know, you see those kids work so hard, mm. and, uh, kind of seeing seeing seasons come to an end is never fun, um, especially you know with those seniors and all that time that you put in in the off season of two days to to get to that point. And, you know, when the season's over um, and, you know, they know that just what we had that night wasn't good enough, you know, that's kind of seeing that disappointment on their faces is probably the toughest part of the season. Seems like a lot of coaches I talk to and asking that question, they can immediately think to, and it's usually a playoff loss. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's, you know, some of them it's five, six years, in the past, but that, you know, there's always a playoff loss that, that seems to sting a little bit more than, um, than remembering the, the good ones. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you mentioned, uh, just getting married less than a year ago, nine, nine months or so ago. And, you know, going through that first season, um, the demands on a coach is, is a lot, a lot of time. So how do you balance um, the demands of being a high school football coach with also being a husband? Sure. I think, uh, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things is, is being where your feet are. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're at home, you know, be at home, uh, you know, spend that time with them. Uh, see your work, get your work done there so that you can come home and spend time with them and, you know, I, I got lucky. I say, you know, I, I probably had the best coach's wife because she she kind of does her own thing too. So she, if I'm not home, she's 
she's good with it. So she can she can entertain herself. She probably enjoys it a little more when I'm not home. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I think you know, like I said, I got a good one that uh, she's a teacher as well. So you know her. Oh, okay. Uh, she's a first year teacher, so her her time demands are up there. She spends a lot of time. You know, she does a really good job. So um, really, just you know, just being being where your feet are, like I said, is uh, is the biggest key. Just when you're, you know, work at work and when you're at home, take care of the stuff at home. That's a good reminder, not just for coaches and coaches' wives, just, I mean, even for me. Exactly. You know, I mean, just to, to not bring work home. And it's a challenge. Um, I, I wish I had it figured out. I've been, um, may it be 20, 22 years of marriage. I wish I could say I had that part figured out, but they still have those those days when it just comes home with me and, I, and I'm physically in the house and, but I'm not really here, and and I look back, and that's some pretty pretty tough days. No, definitely, so, definitely. Yeah, so that's good advice for anybody. Um, it's just wherever you are, be there. That's good. So you, when we first started exchanging messages, um, trying to set this up, you mentioned you're a part of the FCA program there. So and you talked about working um, FCA camps. So talk about – you know, just how FCA has impacted you as a person and then your role um, with FCA now um, in your current school? FCA has had a huge impact on my life. Uh, going, going through high school, um, you know, I went, I went to FCA. I was a year uh, during that time. Um, got to college, uh, attend, attended some in college as well. Uh, met a really good buddy of mine, um, He's actually a coach as well now at, at Texas. Or I met him at Texas State. He's a coach now, and uh, we kind of we kind of started talking. And he said, "Well, I want you I want you to come be this FCA leadership camp with me." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Cool! Like I've never I've never led a FCA camp. Like that'd be awesome." And I went and and I say I say I go back every year. Uh, I went to the, the leadership camp for about four years. In the past two, I've done the. Uh, Sports camp at Texas A&M, yeah. uh, the SCA sports camp, and I say every year this is the best, the best week of my life. You mm. know, every year it's, it's the best week of my summer. We look forward to it. Uh, my wife actually got to go with me the first time this year uh, to the sports camp one, and she went to a leadership one with me uh, before as well. And, and we always say we, we look forward to going back. Um, so, you know, kind of roll. Um, being a huddle leader in those camps and then now to being a, you know, football coach to the camp, um, you get really good to see and, uh, you know, witness, witness, uh, to these kids and, you know, share, you know, share the gospel, share God's love with them and, uh, to let them know that, you know, no matter what they have going on, that, you know, they can come there and they're loved and, uh, you know, they're loved no matter what they do and no matter what they do right, right or do wrong. Um, so that's been huge. It's been a, um, like I said, the, the organization itself is just phenomenal. They do so many great things. Amen. And they put on such great camps, and the speakers there and the messages are always incredible. And uh, I actually um, was the huddle leader for uh, the squad I was at last year and uh, helped run that SCA. And that was a great time. Uh, you know, it didn't always have the turnout we wanted to, but it held us up the day we could. And, um, but just, you know, constantly getting to getting to share God's love and His Word and, 
you know, really pour into those into those kids is I mean, so rewarding. Well, I know as a parent, um, when you mentioned the the leadership camp and the sports camp, my son has been to leadership camp at Dallas Baptist and this last summer. He was actually down at A and M for the camp sport, the huge sports camps with eight hundred kids or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it was a good experience for him. So as a parent, I appreciate you coaches giving up time in your summer to continue investing in young people because that's really your time off. So to choose to spend time with your wife um, investing in, in, in student athletes is huge. So from a parent, I say thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, because I mean, I know I it, it's an amazing summer. It really, yeah, and I know what it means to to my kids, and then I've seen other kids – really be impacted, especially that come from from uh, families that really aren't um, involved in a church and walking close with, with Christ. I see these kids get a chance to go to these FCA camps, and it's life-changing. Um, it is. It, yeah. it's, when you sit in the back of that, in that message, you know, that chapel at night, and uh, you see, you know, all those kids worshiping and, you know, kids that or, you know, just being introduced for the first time uh, to Jesus there yeah. to really accept Christ there is, it's, like I said, it's so humbling and, uh, you know, hearing some of the kids' testimonies and their stories, and um, it really will. It, it, it does break you down, and, um, but, you know, that's that's what, what we're all in it for, too. Yeah. It's, uh, like I said, it's, a, it's the best week. We look forward to it every year. I always say, I wish that, I wish that camp could be year-round because it's, it's something I would do for sure. You know, you know what's interesting is I know a couple other guys that work at A&M camp every year, and I know a young man that was my son's huddle leader at middle school camp last year. He plays at UT Permian Basin down in Midland, Odessa. He comes up to the mm-hmm. Dallas area every year on a weekend in February, drives five, six hours to serve as a huddle leader because – he says being a huddle leader is what's changed his life. So I, I talk to these coaches and college athletes that go back, and I think they look more forward to work in the camps than some of the kids do going. It's which which tells you the oh, impact. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I would highly encourage anyone anyone who's you know wanting to get involved to, to definitely do it because it will, um, you know, you're not only affecting other people but it affects you as well. Yeah, that's good. And I was just as you're sitting there talking about sitting in the back and watching the kids worship and some, you know, hearing about Jesus for the first time, it literally just sent chills down because I was able to, on two occasions here, because some of the camps were local, to go to chapel a couple times. And it's just, I always leave and go, there's just something, and I can't, it's hard to describe to people that aren't there about being in a chapel service with a very diverse group of students boys and girls that are just passionately worshiping and some of them you know are going to go home and their families are not involved in church and so sometimes that's I mean they look so forward to it because they don't get that all the time so it's yeah it it impacts me just sitting in the back like you said more than probably half the kids in there but yeah it's it's powerful yeah no doubt no doubt that's good so kind of transition a little bit and talk about the role of sports in our culture. I mean, there's no secret that um, culture's divided. Um, and, you know, sports is probably one of the very few things that across the country, around the world, that can bring people together. Um, that's one of the things that, one of the reasons when we started this organization in my hometown and 
with a group of friends that still live there in Selma, Alabama, was trying to look at a way to bring community together. And we thought the sports, to a basketball camp, just a way to get kids together that normally wouldn't come together for the purpose of sharing the gospel. So, and, you know, I, and I asked this question to a lot of guests and I've talked to um, a, a number of athletes and coaches about this. And, you know, they all talk about that no matter someone's race, political views, religion, socio socioeconomic status, that at least on a Friday night, we're talking high school, you know, for three hours, those walls are torn down. So, you know, I'm just kind of curious from, from your perspective, how have you seen um, sports kind of bridge that divide and bring people together? Sure, Chris. It's just, you know, exactly like you said, it doesn't matter, um, you know, where you come from or what you do or your, you know, your socioeconomic upbringing, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter where you're at in life that, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing like, playing a sport and getting out there with your, you know, your brothers or sisters and, um, you know, just creating that team bond and, and playing, you're going to compete for one purpose. And, um, it's just, it's, it truly is a special, um, a special thing. Um, a lot of countries probably aren't fortunate enough to, you know, be able to have what we have and to be able to see that, you know, even with all the, all the division in the world and all the, uh, you know, stall everything going on um, that we can all come together for that one purpose and, you know, really set aside all those differences and just enjoy, enjoy being out there with those people, you know, and uh, so it, it's something special for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So now I'm going to ask you to offer some, encouragement or advice to a student athlete or coach that's listening that um, is a believer and and trying to navigate using the platform of athletics um, for the purpose of sharing Christ. I mean, we talked a little bit about a few minutes ago about when you're praying with your position group and some face resistance. So, you know, it's not the easiest time for some to to be bold and to stand up. Um, so what advice would you offer that coach or student athlete that's trying to find a way to use the platform that God's given them to point people to Jesus? Sure. I'll find, uh, you know, just, just me personally, I'll try to find a way to, um, you know, have that conversation, whether it's, you know, a kid that's going through something or, um, you know, different things like that. Um, you know, I'll, I'll kind of uh, share with them about FCA camp, um, you know, I have the, the brand Active Faith uh, Sportswear. Mm -hmm. I'll wear that kind of stuff that, you know, that talks about Jesus and, you know, faith on it. And then really just, you know, really by the way you live, but, uh, you know, also kind of what you, um, what you sport and um, all of that. You know, there's just, there's so many different ways to be able to do it. And uh, you really just got to find, you know, the, the right way for you, you know, the, the right opening. And, um, like I said, those, those locker room conversations with kids or, um, you know, those, those driving them home, those conversations, um, or if they're going through something, something like that, you know, it's a real, a real good way. Um, like I said, you know, kind of like you mentioned about, you know, praying with position groups, um, you know, praying before games or after games, um, with your team, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of teams that'll, 
you know, I've been around some that'll pray with both teams after the game. Mm. You know, that's incredible to, you know, to see teams come together or, um, you know, amidst tragedy, seeing things like that. So, you know, when things happen, you know, life's going to happen. And, and when it does, um, you know, those are really good opportunities to, um, to witness that, you know, to, to share that because, um, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're on this life that we're, we're in this life on this earth, you know, for one reason, and that's to, you know, share the love of, of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, however way you can find to do that would, um, I'll definitely encourage that and just, you know, be bold about it and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of see what you can do. Yeah. I, I like that you even threw out there that act of faith apparel, because I talked to m- my son, old, this last season, he wrote a Bible verse on each one of his cleats. And I told him, I said, son, that's great. But if you're going to do that, just be ready because you're identifying yourself. You could, you may get ridiculed. You may be questioned. So be ready to, to answer what you say you believe by, by what you're wearing, you know, whether it's on a T-shirt or writing on your cleats. And, and sure enough, his position coach asked him the second day of freshman ball, I said, hey, what are, the, what are those verses? And as a, as a new coach, they didn't know each other. And, you know, my son answered him. And then the next day he said, well, tell me about those verses. And um, come to find out this coach is very involved in FCA, strong believer. But he said, hey, if I see a kid wearing that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out they're for real or not. So we talk a lot about that with our, with our kids, about if you're going to identify yourself like that, then, then you better be living it. So that's good. I like that. Oh, exactly. I think it's, you know, it's, it's good conversation starters. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Like you kind of mentioned an example, like, you know, I mean, the, you know, any, any sort of incredibly conversation can pop up just by, the, you know, by something you're wearing or, or something you say. Yeah. You never know who's, you know, who's looking and who needs it. So, you know, you can, you can show it off on, you know, by what you wear or, or what you say, you know, however, however you, you know, do it best or, um, you know, it's always a good conversation starter. Absolutely. Absolutely. So a lot of people have a, a life verse or favorite scripture. So I was going to ask you if you had a, a favorite scripture that you would share to encourage us or maybe a scripture that God's used in your life recently. Sure. Uh, man, I've, I've been, uh, I've always, you know, had a few that I really liked. Uh, one that's kind of, you know, been on my, you know, been on my heart lately and that has kind of transitioned into my favorite is uh, Matthew 28, 19 and 20, you know, talking about, therefore, go make disciples of all nations. Um, and I think, you know, like I say, that's that's what our, uh, our you know, our role here on, on earth is and, and this life is to, you know, to point people to Jesus. That's and, right. So I think that verse speaks, I mean, it's, you know, it's called the Great Commission for a reason. So um, I think that's the, you know, probably been the most impactful, um, you know, in the past few months is, um, you know, that's really, that's really what's important. You know, at the end of the day, these, these wins and losses and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it isn't going to matter. You know, what's going to matter is that you develop these kids the way that he entrusted to us, the way that we're supposed to. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, that's the scoreboard we're really looking at is, um, did we do what we were supposed to with these kids and, and with the people that, you know, he put in our inner circle, you know, the staff members, you know, all that kind of stuff, um, you know, we come in contact with. So, um, that's really, 
like I said, just been one that is, uh, you know, kind of transformed my favorite scripture. And, um, you know, I try to use that one as much as I can. That's good. I, I can't, I was trying to think back through, I started asking this question, I don't know, a few months ago to guests. I haven't always asked it, but um, I forgot what sparked it in one conversation unplanned to ask a a guy that and it's just kind of become one one of my favorite questions to ask and so I always write them down and then I'll go back and um you know just kind of meditate on them and I'm trying to and I, I think you're the first person that's actually mentioned the great commission in that and I love that because um the way you described it is is was an encouragement to me because I sat there and, and wrote down some notes about that's a scoreboard that matters because I'm sitting here thinking in my own life if I would approach going to my office or um, working out with friends or wherever I am, if I do everything with the Great Commission at the forefront, I mean, how much of a better impact could I potentially have? Because I often I just, you know, I don't, it does I know it. I mean, I've known the Great Commission for years and and I know it's important. Jesus said it. It's a command. But I think a lot of times it's just it's always in, it's not always in the forefront. Um, so yeah, absolutely. That, that's awesome. I I just I was just so encouraged to hear you say that was like a favorite one or one that God's placed in your heart recently because that's usually not one that that people mention and that's one that I think we probably all should go back to um, daily. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, that's good. I, I appreciate you sharing that. That's. That's very good. Um, last question. Um, another another one I, I've, I ask. I'm always going to say everybody. I've, I've probably missed a few, but it's one of my favorite ones to ask. Um, talks about being all in. I mean, all in, the, those two words, real big in sports. Clemson's got on the uh, chin strap. Mm-hmm. I, I interviewed a women's yep. basketball coach about six or eight weeks ago, she had a T-shirt on for the interview that said all in with their school logo. So it's real big in sports. We know what it means, you know, just giving it your all. And we came up with the name of our organization, All In Sports Outreach, based off of Colossians 3.17. I'll paraphrase it, but whatever you say or do, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with with the idea that especially in sports, but it's in every area of our life, that we talk to kids about, you know, whether you're at home, at school, or work or sports i mean it says whatever you you do or say so whatever you're thinking whatever you're saying whatever you're doing it needs to it needs to honor god so it's a big deal so but also we talk about it in the standpoint of your personal walk so i like to ask the question what does it mean for you logan simmons to be all in in your daily walk with christ you know uh, to me i could it just it means kind uh, of like you said, you know, you get you got to put him first. Uh, I think you know something that I've been trying to do um, in the past few months is you know is read my Bible daily and I'm uh, you know going through uh, this plan. Uh, I'm trying to you know trying to get through the whole Bible. That's you know something I've always wanted to do, um, never done it. So I'm trying to work through that. And I think uh, you know finding different things like that, but really just um, spending time with him daily and. Uh, Kind of like you say, you know, everything we do should be should be honoring to him. And uh, so I think if you if you're all in, you you know, you're striving to um, to do that in your life. And you know, we're we're all humans. We have sinful nature. You know, we're gonna fall um, more times than not. But 
I think, you know, trying to have that, that purpose and that passion and that drive to, to really, um, you know, get close and, and walk with him, uh, personally. And then, um, just, like I said, just making sure that, you know, that you're putting in the effort, um, you know, the, the effort's not all on his part, you know, that we've got to put in the effort. So I think if, uh, you know, to me, being all in means that I'm doing, you know, attempting to do everything I can to uh, to honor him and to uh, bring bring that relationship to him. Um, you know, to kind of kind of uh, you know build a heart like his and um, things like that. And so I think just like I said, effort is you know really what it comes down to. Um, that's good. I like that where you said a heart like his. If we just had a heart and uh, we saw things the way, saw things and people the way Jesus sees them, uh, we could absolutely we could really, really change this world. That's good. I know it's a busy time with uh, track season, and uh, we're recording this during a big track week for you. So um, I do appreciate you giving up a few minutes just to be available and, and share your story. I know it encouraged me. And um, I say this a lot, but I do take notes on these, and I go back and look over them, so I appreciate it. I know um, I know it encouraged people that are listening, but um, but just know that it has encouraged me, and I, I appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate you having me. This, this was a huge honor. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen you on Twitter and what, what y'all are doing, and I think it's, I think it's incredible. And, uh, you know, we definitely need, need more people like you and your organization, and uh, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for this opportunity, and uh, I've really enjoyed it. Awesome. Thank you. What an incredible joy to spend some time talking to Logan about his faith and hearing his, his faith journey, his story, and his, his desire to use coaching as, as a ministry, having uh, conversations with students, just living out his faith boldly, whether it's on the football field, in the classroom, serving at um, FCA camps, and just the advice that he gave us to, to be bold and to, to seek to have a heart like, like God's, the heart like Jesus, because that's what's going to lead, lead us to a closer walk with him. And it's just always a great reminder when someone points us back to the Great Commission. Um, when asked uh, Logan his, his favorite scripture or one that um, God's really using in his life right now, he went straight to the Great Commission. It's to go. And it helps him focus on what matters. It can help you and I focus on what matters if we um, just remember what Jesus has asked us to do. And that is to go and tell. That is to make disciples of others. So I hope you've been encouraged by Logan. Um, I know I have been encouraged by him um, in this conversation that you heard and also just communication since then, mostly via text message, but just a, just such an, a, an incredible young man. I would ask you to share this episode with a family member or a friend. Um, also, go to iTunes. Leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the greater the platform to continue sharing stories, stories of faith, and just leading people to understanding who Jesus is. And that's, that's the heart, that's the, the desire of this podcast, is a reminder that you have a story, I have a story, and it begins with a relationship with Jesus. If you are not a subscriber of this podcast, whatever podcast platform you utilize, click the subscribe button, go back, 
There are 67 other episodes to, to go listen to, to be encouraged by, and, and also you'll get the new episodes automatically downloaded. And the last thing is we love to hear from you, whether it be through our Facebook page, All In Sports Outreach, or our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. Find out who we are, why we do what we do, opportunities to pray for us, to serve with us, and to give. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your constant support and prayers.